PUBG has a new game in the store, titles trying to take on Spotify, and Google Play is changing all the rules. That and more in this week's episode. Welcome to a new episode of This Week in Apps, the show that will get you app smart in 10 minutes. My name is Ariel, and I have five highlights for you this week. And we'll start with PUBG. PUBG New State launched last week and immediately rose to the top of the charts. It didn't actually rise. It just appeared in the number one position. It became the number one game on Google Play and on the App Store instantly. So I wanted to see, one, what does that mean in terms of downloads? And two, how does that compare to the launch of PUBG Mobile? According to our app intelligence, New State saw 11 million downloads in the first seven days across both stores, while PUBG Mobile back in 2018 saw 8.4 million downloads. What's also interesting is that 30% of the 11 million downloads, so roughly 3.3 million downloads, came from India, which is by far PUBG New State's largest market. Is that gonna remain the case? We'll have to see. I wanna talk about music streaming, something I don't get to do too often. When it comes to music streaming, there's one name that everyone knows, and that's Spotify. But this week, a different music streamer made some news by saying that they're going to start offering a free plan. That's Tidal. Tidal, in case you don't know, is a music streaming service that emphasizes the quality of its streaming. It started in Norway, got acquired by Jay-Z, the rapper, and then it got sold to Square, the payments company, not too long ago. There are allegations that they were inflating their subscriber numbers, and some articles say that they didn't actually pay them on time, so they're not really having the bestest of times. First, I wanted to see how they're doing in terms of downloads, and then I wanted to see if this new offer can actually make a dent and get them any closer to Spotify. The short answer is probably not, but there are other reasons why they could succeed. First of all, what I did was I looked at the downloads this year of the top music streaming services, which include Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Musi, and Tidal and they're actually ranked in this order, as you can see. In terms of downloads, Spotify had the most downloads, and by far, 154 million, according to our estimates, in 2021. If you add up all the other apps, they don't actually add up to 154, they add up to less. So Spotify really owns this market, has more than 50% of the share, and that's not changing anytime soon, even though I'm sure YouTube Music wants to make that happen. But this isn't about Spotify, this is about Tidal. So Tidal's coming into this, or rather Square's coming into this, and they're trying to get ahead by offering a free tier. Now, it's 2021, or the end of 2021, if you don't have a free tier, you're not doing something right. That's just a mistake. By offering it, at least they're correcting this mistake, so that's a good step. But really, is that gonna make a dent? No, because Pandora has a free plan, and Spotify has a free plan, and the more you look at these apps, the more you know that that's not gonna be the thing that gets them to succeed. But what gets them to succeed potentially is a trend that I talked about last week and probably even the week before, and it has to do with creators. In addition to offering a free tier, they also announced they're gonna pay their artists a little bit differently. In this industry, usually these companies of streamers will aggregate all the revenue they make and then split it up based on the number of times that music was streamed by an artist. And in this case, Tidal is saying that starting next year, they're going to pay artists based on how many times their music was streamed, period, not as part of an aggregate. And that's interesting. There are more details to this, and so I'm not really gonna get into those because I think that's less relevant. What is relevant is we're starting to see a serious trend, and the trend is it's all about the creators, it's all about the artists. And in the music world, as bizarre as that sounds, that wasn't always the case. It was mostly the opposite. And that's what we saw with Spotify, and that's what we saw with other streamers who were really just expecting the artists to thank them for putting them on their service. And that's changing. We saw this with how Twitch works, and how TikTok works, and how YouTube works, and now Twitter is trying to 
do the same thing. So we know this is a trend. And it's interesting to see that it's making its way into music. Last week, I did the most downloaded apps in October, and this week I'm gonna do the most downloaded games. And before we even get into that, I can tell you right off the bat that October was a good month. Actually, it was a great month for download for games. Garena Free Fire Max was the most downloaded game in the world in October. Max isn't the same Garena Free Fire that we saw in previous months. It's a totally different game, still from the same from the same folks, and still mostly the same game, just with different graphics. It was number one with 27 million downloads, according to our estimates. Brand new hyper casual 456 survival game made its way into second place with 22 million downloads, followed by yet another hyper casual called Cookie Cutter. And I'm not gonna make the obvious joke here to round up the top five we have subway surfers which dropped multiple spots between september and october but still ended up with the same number of downloads 18 million together the top 10 most downloaded games made their way into 185 million ios and android devices all around the world that's a lot more than september in september the top 10 earned 157 million downloads as we've seen in years before the trend is going up and as we get closer to the holidays it's only going to grow and grow from there next up DoorDash. But before I get into DoorDash, if you're new to the channel, I talk about apps and trends every week based on everything that I say off of data, actual data that is usually on the screen. If you like this sort of thing, if you're a developer and you want to know more, or if you're a consumer, you're a user of apps and you want to know what's happening and you want to know what to expect next, or if you're an investor, or if you're a marketer, if you like what I'm saying, consider subscribing to the channel so you get notifications when I post new content. Back to DoorDash. Did you know DoorDash is the most downloaded food delivery app in the US? It is, and it's going to Europe. It's doing that by acquiring a company called Walt. While in the US, DoorDash is pretty big, outside of the US, Uber Eats is really the name to beat. And in order to grow as fast as possible, DoorDash is looking at this acquisition instead of having to build their operations in every country. So what I wanted to see is just where is Walt popular and where is DoorDash now going to become popular? So I looked at downloads by country for Walt. According to our estimates, Israel is Walt's biggest market with 1.8 million downloads since 2017. Other countries on this list include Kazakhstan, followed by Japan, Finland, and Azerbaijan, and Greece. So that's quite a combo. We don't see those names pop up too often. But here's a little bit of a twist in my opinion. The acquisition was all paid in stock, which to me means that DoorDash really wanted Walt, but not really. They just wanted Walt because it gives them something. What is that something? I don't think it's number of users. If you look at the chart, you can see that there aren't that many users in total. There are a lot, there are millions, but it's not that many if you look at the numbers that Uber puts up and even DoorDash in the US. What they will be getting, if it's not users, it's actually the operational network, the connections to restaurants, the connections to drivers. And I think that's very useful because the promotional aspect, they know how to do. We know that they know how to do it from what they do in the US. So they're gonna bring their promotional ability into the existing network that Walt has, and boom, they have success. We'll see how that goes. Next up, something a little bit different. Usually I talk about things that are trends with numbers, and this will have a trend. There will be an impact, but it's gonna be more of a long-term impact. What I'm talking about here is the change Google Play made. If you are a developer, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you're not a developer, this is still very important. A few months ago, the government of Korea introduced a law that states that app stores like Apple's App Store and Google Play have to allow third-party payment processors in apps. That's exactly what Epic wanted to hear in the US and why they battled Apple with Fortnite and lost. In Korea, the government introduced this law and it passed. Google announced a few weeks ago on their blog and this week via email that they're going to comply with this ruling and allow third parties into the apps. This is the first time this is happening and it's 
unprecedented, I would say. It could have a massive impact on how developers create games and monetize their games and apps and how consumers and users download those apps and pay those developers. But I don't think any of that is gonna happen. Even though Google is complying with this rule, really it's all about the details. So there are two details that you should know if you're a developer. You can accept now a third-party payment processor in your app or game, but you still have to pay Google some sort of a fee. So Google charges a 15 or 30% fee, and this is not gonna change it. It's gonna decrease the fee by 4%. So if you're paying 15%, you're gonna end up paying 11%. If you're paying 30%, you're gonna end up paying 26%, but you're still gonna have to pay that fee. And we'll get back to why this matters in just a little bit. Second important detail is that even if you do offer a third-party payment processor inside of your app, Google will still add the ability to pay with the built-in, built into the store Google payment system. So if you're saying, I will take a third-party payment processor, Google will give your users a choice between your processor and their processor. Before we get into why these details really matter, I wanted to look at what 4% actually means for Google. So I aggregated the top 500 apps and games every day on Google Play in Korea, and I added them up over time, and I aggregated that by month for all of 2021. The reason I chose 500 is because those are the games that make enough money that would probably merit taking the time to switch to a third party. It's not the kind of thing that you can just drop in. And if you do drop in, it's probably not gonna be great. And I'll talk about why I need to have some scale in order to do that properly. Over time, adds up to $1.8 billion of gross revenue that came in in all of 2021. Of that, Google kept about $350 million. Now. 350 million might sound like a big number, for, but for a company like Google, that's not really a big number. I have to say, whoever worked on this at Google is a genius. They managed to comply with the law in a way that makes sense, but they are giving up really the least. And not only that, they're disincentivizing everyone to use it. And that's because a 4% discount is not really a big number. If you have worked with any sort of processing company in the past, you know that most credit card transactions will actually cost you between three and 5%. And on top of that, there's a transaction fee of a few cents too, between five and 25%. It really depends. And the reason it really depends is that there aren't really strict rules around how much it costs to process a credit card. It's mainly a negotiation between you and the processing company. There are minimums, but there are no maximums. And when there are no maximums, they're gonna try and maximize how much they get out of you and you're gonna try and minimize it, but they have all the leverage, not you. And so if you are a big company like Tinder or Disney or one of those, sure, you can go to a credit card processing company and you can probably get your way and probably even reduce it below the 3%. But if you're everyone else or anyone else, you probably won't be able to. And even if you will, it's gonna take so much work that you can be putting into making your app better, a game better, or promoting your game as opposed to having to now negotiate with a credit card company. I think that in itself is a huge reason to not even try. And if you think about it, in addition to one, it costing more, you're also introducing friction. Now your users will have to look at, do I go with the built-in system or do I go with this other company? And I don't know this other company name. I don't know how they're gonna refund me. If I run into trouble, I don't really know anything. Let me not worry about it. And when you say, let me not worry about it, that's where things end and you don't make any money. So Google really pulled a smart one here and they made it work. But really, I think they show developers that there's absolutely no reason to give this a try. And I don't actually expect users to give this a try. I don't think this is gonna change anything. Maybe Tinder is gonna move over to that. Maybe someone else is gonna move over to that. Maybe the top, top, top 1% will move over to that, but they're still gonna end up pay, paying Google and it's still gonna be more complicated. So that's kind of a lose-lose. 
Now, I'm curious, if you have a game or an app and you're thinking about this or you already decided um, or you already implemented this, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna change to a third party or implement a third party payment processor? And if so, which one? I would love to know, so please drop me a comment. And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions about anything that I talked about, drop a comment, I will respond to all of them, I promise. Enjoy your weekend, I'll see you next week.